believe me, this is something that I've been wanting to teach on a long time. And, and I'm going to go to Genesis uh, chapter 2, verse 18. Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 18. There are some things I want to show you today. Uh, Lord, help me to do it. Uh, allow me to do it anyway. Uh, Genesis chapter number 2. Uh, and I believe by ministering on this, uh, I get a chance to do that. From the book of Genesis, chapter 2, and we're going to start reading verse 18 before we give you our subject. Okay, on the screen. Verse 18, and the Lord God said, it's not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he will call them. And the Bible says, and Adam gave name to all cattle of the fowls of the air, uh, every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found any and help meet for him. And the Lord God calls a deep sleep. This is crucifixion. Uh, this is how we were created. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman, brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bones of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, capital woman, because she was taken out of man. So we're going to use that, and we're going to talk about today why God made the woman. Last week we talked about why God created the woman. So you have to know the difference between creation and formation. Let me show you that uh, even with Christ. J uh, John chapter 1 verse 1. So we're talking about formation. The Lord made man. Uh, the Lord made woman. In the same way, uh, he created the man, created the woman, then he made them. Uh, so you have to understand the physical form is the making. All right, so let's go look at John chapter 1. You will see that even with our Lord uh, in the beginning. That's why he had to be uh, made righteous. Because when you see this, it is say uh, John 1 and 1. Uh, and John 1 and 1 is where we're going. The Gospel of St. John Chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. So we know that's Christ. He is called the Word of God. All right, going to wait for the screen. John chapter 1 and verse 1. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. Are we all right with the screen? Do I move on? In the beginning was the Word. All right, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, that was him in the spirit form. See, that's creation. All right, the same was in the beginning with God. All, all things were made by him, by the Word, uh, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. All right, then you go down and look at verse number uh, 14, Verse number 14, and the word was made flesh. All right, so you see creation, and then you, then you have to see formation. All right, and the word was made flesh. See, that's what happened to Adam and Eve. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. 
we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. All right, now that's what happened with our Lord. So that's why once he came in the flesh, the Bible said he was made. Let's go look at this in 2 Corinthians. Head to our subject. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. So he had to be made, made to be sin. Not a sinner. He made to be sin because he put on our sin. He took our sin in his own body on the tree. That's what Peter told you in 1 Peter uh, I thought somebody would just take that. First Peter 2, 24. He took our, our sickness, took our sin in his own body on the tree. All right, so we can see this. Now, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, just one verse, it says, for he has made him to be sin. That's what that means. Once he made flesh, remember, there's no good thing in the flesh. Once he put on flesh, he was made to be sin. For us, uh, for Israel, but for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made, watch this, the righteousness of God. See, this is why righteousness is so important. So many people are talking about a Romans 10, 9 and 10. They believe on the righteousness. You got to understand, we are created in righteousness and true holiness. That's why we didn't do nothing to get righteous. When Christ raised from the dead, uh, he made us righteous. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. See, that's that Romans 4, 25. His resurrection is our righteousness. See, that's why he was made to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. All right, that's how we were. We didn't get righteous because we said something or did something. All right, that's why we have to lead the Romans 10, 9, and 10. All right? Now, I'm talking about why God made the woman. And I told you the woman was called Eve. And this morning we, we got into some other things. You have to get that tape. I can't go back there. And then we talked about her as Israel. And then we went to the next part where we talk about her as the soul, the woman. And I gave you Psalm 34. Let's go look at that again. Uh, I forgot to ask my wife did she find that verse in Jeremiah, because I want to show you that one time before I leave there. In Jeremiah, I'm sorry, Psalm 34 and verse 1. This is the woman speaking. And David, as the psalmist, leading the praise and the worship for uh, the choir. I think, I, I think we ought to get the Lord another big hand for our choir today. Praise the Lord. Thank the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now, they just start practicing that song on... God is and sang it today. So thank God for that. All right. Amen. Thank God. All right. We thank God we had to express our other sister here to sing our other song, uh, I Love You, Jesus. And can't nobody sing, I Love You, Jesus, like my sister. Amen. I had to, I had to have that today because this is the woman letting the man know. Since I'm talking about the woman, I want this, the body of Christ to let our man know. I love you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Of course, of course, he's Christ Jesus, our Lord, but we just want to sing that today. Amen. Thank you all for doing a great job. All right, now Psalm 34, I will, verse 1, I will bless the Lord. Now, this is the woman. This is what we do, our soul. When I said the woman, our soul, our woman. 
I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. Remember, that is very important that I'm saying this. And also in verse 2 said, My soul shall make her, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. You notice they use the word feminine with the word soul. That's what I want you to see. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. All right, because your spirit in you is the man. Your soul is the woman. So you have to see what's in you. So when you don't cooperate with the Christ in you, that's what happens. Can anybody see what I'm saying? See, your soul in you is the woman. And you have to understand that Christ in you is the man. So when your soul goes against what the spirit wants to do, your soul is doing just like it did in the garden, rebelling against the man. All right, so you have to understand that. That's why so many people don't realize uh, I taught before this, grieve not the Holy Spirit. And that's why I taught that because that's what you do. The way your soul lives, you people think it's your flesh. It's your soul. Your flesh goes along for the ride. But it's your soul who's in rebellion. Every, everything you do is the decision with your own soul. You say, I'm not coming to second service. You say, I won't be there. You said, that's the soul man. It's the soul man rebelling against the spirit man. That's why the Bible talks about uh, what the flesh does. It keeps the spirit from being who he is and what he's to do in your life. All right, let's move on. All right, I'm not here to, to, to spank you. I just, I'm here to teach you. So you have to understand that uh, the, the lust of the flesh lusts against the spirit. He's talking about your soul, fleshly mind. Lust against the spirit, the spirit lusts against the flesh. These are contrary one to another. So that's what happened when you got married. When I married my wife, I, I married my wife, but my, her, flesh and my, her flesh and my flesh was the one that got married. God put the spirits together. It's up to us to unite the souls. So that's why I married my sister in Christ. So I got to understand, I, I married my friend. But we must become united in the soulless realm by the knowledge of the word. So that's what you got to understand. That's why we, as husband and wife, you need to sit on a pastor like a pastor crump so you can get your taught so your woman won't give you a lot of problems. I just thought I'd just put that out there. And some man always say, amen, brother. Man, you're not going to say nothing. Amen. I know that you're not going to say, pow, shut up. All right. No, I just said that. All right. All right. Let's move on. Now, I gave you a lot this morning. I'm not going to go back there again because I got to continue all right, so let's go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 17. One verse, and then we're going to get going here. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 17. Why God made the woman? Of course, he made the woman for the man. I gave you a lot of things. She is his help meet. All right, so Genesis chapter number uh, 2 and verse 17. Just want to show you one verse today. In verse 17, it says, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, 
in the day that thou eat thereof, in the day, the day you eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. So I want to show you that verse is spiritual death. So if you're taking notes, you want to put that's when spiritual death started. Now I want you to understand something. The Bible is not about all these other nations because God is talking about Israel. When was Israel created? Her life all the way down through Adam and Eve, her life with Christ, her life with Christ all the way down through. And different people was types and shadows of Christ, but it was always Eve and the woman. And I'm going to show you a verse. Let me, let me show you a verse uh, that I don't want to miss today. Uh, let me see if I can find this. Let's go to the book of John, chapter 4. We're going to show you Jesus' ministry and show you when he came. This verse here will show you when Christ came to the well, when Jesus came to the well. I showed you this one time before, and, and, and we're going to go there. Now, so in Genesis 2, 17, it said, But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat thereof. In the day thou eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now, that woman died that day, but spiritually. So Israel was dead spiritually from that day on. Christ came that you might have life, John 10 and 10, but he's talking about spiritual life. All right? He came that you might have life. He's talking about spiritual life. All right? Now, that's why you got to have the word. Without the preaching of the word, you can't get spiritual life. All right. So we're going to look at that. Uh, let's go to John chapter 4. Uh, when we come back, we're going to go back to... I, I'm, I'm done with Genesis 2.17. So I'm going to go, but I want to come back to some other things. Uh, I'm going to come back to... I got to leave something back there. Uh, we'll come back to Matthew 26, 36 through 46, because I want to show Jesus in the garden, because that is where he's going to have to get victory over his soul. Because remember, his soul was in rebellion, and she did not want to go to the cross. So his responsibility was to take her to the cross, but he had to take her to the garden first. After that, they will go to the cross. So you got to understand your own life. All right. How to get victory over your woman. Talking about your soul. You're going to have to do it in prayer. Your soul would not yield to the spirit man without prayer. All right. Now let's go to this. Let's show you this in John chapter 4. And I'm not going to be able to read all of this, but I want to read verse 4 because verse 4, Jesus says he must go through Samaria. All right? Now, we're going to show you, and I gave you this years, uh, some time ago, why he had to go through Samaria. Now, this story that you're going through right now is similar to Isaac because Isaac sent his servant, Abraham's servant, I'm sorry, Abraham sent his servant to get a wife uh, which would be a type of Israel, from Laban's house, okay? And he was to bring the woman back. The woman did come back, and the woman married Isaac. This is the same picture, but I'm giving you to this now, all right? But I'm not going back and read in Genesis. All right, verse 7 said, There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me the drink. 
Now, this is spiritually because this is how you're supposed to think. Everything you have, you should make sure that the man in you have what you have first. That's a way of life. And so many people don't realize that that's what they're saying. Jesus, this is the same thing happened with Elijah when he said to the woman to go fix me something, fix me something first. And when we reverence him first, the soul would not have the problem that it has. Most people put themselves first, not the Lord, and they reap the benefits. And they're not good because you've got to understand everything got to be to him first. It's not about you, it's about him. All right, uh, your Lord. All right, uh, now let's go over and look at uh, uh, verse 15. So let's get into this. We're in John 4 and verse 15. But the Bible, verse 15, the woman said to him, sir, give me this water that I thirst not. He's talking about the Holy Spirit that neither come out here to drunk. Give me the Holy Spirit. But what's what he going to say to her? Because she was not ready yet. Now we're going to get to a verse of scripture when I go down to Revelation. I'm going to show you the woman has made herself ready. She had to go through all kinds of things to get ready. All right. But here she wasn't ready. The woman said to her, him, sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come here to drink. She either said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. She's talking to the Lord. You know he knows all, sees all, hears all. Jesus said to her, you have said well. He's not your husband. You would a man, but he's not your husband. For thou hast had, past tense, five husbands. And he whom thou hast now is not your husband. And that you says is true. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive you a prophet. You know everything. You know what's going on in my life. Yep, you met the man himself. All right. Now, I gave you this before because what he was talking to her was to the woman prophetically. She had been with Adam and she was deceived. Now, they got put out the garden. So we're able to find the spirit of this woman on down from Adam next to Noah. Because we're going to see this same thing. Go back to write these down. Write these down. Remember she had a son in, in Genesis 4.1. She said, I have gotten me a man from the Lord. That's not how a woman talk. This is the woman. Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. The woman says, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Well, we found out that man was called Cain. C-A-I-N. Let's go now to Genesis chapter 9, verse 20 through 26. Write that down. You're going to put beside that Noah. These are my notes. Genesis 9, 20 through 26. We're going to find out that Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father. We're going to find out what that meant. We don't want you ignorant, because there's some ignorant folk trying to minister the word. All right, but we're going to show you the word. You have to know the word to know the word. All right, now, write that down. I gave you Genesis 4.1 first. We're going to go to that. Then we're going to go to Genesis 9, 20 through 26. And then we're going to go to the book of Leviticus. So we got to find out the answer to Noah. 
Uh, Leviticus chapter 18, verse 1 through 23. We're not going to read all that. We're just going to give you the answer in that. But you're going to have you put all that down. Then we're going to put down Leviticus 20 and verse 11. All right. Then next we're going to go to Abraham. So I gave you Adam, Noah, Abraham. Then I want to give you Genesis 16 and 1, 1 through 6. Then I'm going to give you Jacob. Chapter 35, verse 22. And then you're going to look at, with that, 1 Chronicles 5, 1 and 2. While we're there, we're going to look at Genesis 9, 22, which we're already going to go over with Noah. And then you want to put down Genesis 49 and 4. All of that is with Jacob. Last, we want to look at Moses. Romans 7, 1 through 4. Are you ready? I got one over there and one over there. All right. All right now let's go back to Genesis 4.1. All right. I can see that you don't like saying nothing. So I have to get what I can get, I reckon. All right. Genesis 4.1. Here we go. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, uh, the woman. Now the word knew don't mean he knew her. He's talking about conception. This is bed talk for you young folk. All right. He knew her and she conceived. So you know, you know it's not talking about up there, right? And Bear came and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. She bare again his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. Now you got twins here, okay? All right. Let's move on. Now, I gave you chapter 9. Noah. Are you following me? Am I okay? All right. Genesis chapter 9. All right. We're going to go to 1 through 6, right? If you got my note, will you say something? Nine twenty-one. Thank you. Genesis chapter 9, verse 20. I gave the woman my notes and she won't even give them back. All right, verse 20. And Noah began to be an husbandman. Now remember, this was after uh, the flood and now they got off the ark. You only have Noah, his wife. You only have his three sons. Uh, you always put Ham in the middle. Sham, Ham, and Japheth. You always, the sandwich has Ham in the middle, Okay. Uh, Sham, Ham, and Japheth, and then you have their wives. Eight people were saved after the flood. All right, now here we go. And Noah began to be a husbandman, and he planted a vineyard, and he drunk of the wine and was drunken, and he was uncovered within his tent. See, if you don't have the spirit, you're going to mess this up. And Ham, the one in the middle, the father of Canaan saw the nakedness of his father and told his brethren without. Now, the first thing people do and are teaching, are teaching this and putting down people who are homosexuals because they don't know what this says. See, that's why you, you don't need to teach the word if you don't know the word. Watch this. 
And verse 22 again. That's where we're at. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father. And then verse number 23, Shem and Jacob took a garment and laid it up on both of their shoulders and went backwards, back up, went backwards, and covered the nakedness of their father, and their faces was backwards, and they saw not the nakedness of their father, of their father's nakedness. And Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done to him. And he said, curse be Canaan. Now that's one of the reasons Israel is going to take that land. Curse be Canaan. A servant and servant shall he be to his brethren. And he said, blessed be the Lord God of Sham, and Canaan shall be his servant and God going to enlarge Japheth. He's going to dwell in the tents of Sham. Canaan shall be his servant. The word servant means slave. All right, now what did I give you next? Just one person. Just say. Okay, let's go to Leviticus chapter 18. So what is the key in that verse? His father's nakedness. If you don't know what his father's nakedness is, you can't answer that verse. Genesis chapter 18. I'm sorry, Leviticus chapter 18. Now let's start reading. Well, what verse I actually read? Let's start re reading with verse 7. I'm not going to be able to read all that. That's going to be your job. Verse 7. On the screen, we're there. Read. The nakedness of thy father... See, that's what I, I need from you. If you're going to learn this word, you've got to be a reader. I'm here so you would read. I already read it, but I'm going to read it for you, but at least you've got to read it for yourself. Faith come by hearing you read. Now read. The nakedness of thy father or the nakedness of thy mother, thou shalt not what? Uncover. She is thy mother. Thou shalt not uncover her nakedness. The nakedness of thy father's wife shall thou not uncover. It is thy father's nakedness. Oh, wait a minute. The nakedness of your father's wife shall thou not uncover. It is thy father's what? N nakedness. The nakedness of your sister. I need you to read. See, this is why people don't know the word. They never read. Most people never read. They just look and they think faith come by looking. No, faith come by hearing. By hearing you read. Read verse 9. The nakedness of thy sister. The, she is the daughter of thy father. The daughter of thy mother. Are born abroad. Even their nakedness thou shalt not uncover. So he keeps saying uncover. We got to get that. The nakedness of thy son's daughter. Of your, thy daughter's daughter. Even thy nakedness thou shalt not uncover. Then is thine own nakedness. The nakedness of thy father's wife, daughter. That's my father's wife, daughter. Keep reading. Begotten of my father. She is your sister. If, your, if, you, if, you got a, if your father got a daughter and you have, y'all don't have the same mama, but you got the same daddy, that's still your sister. See, this is why so many people don't know and they end up, my well, that ain't no my sister, that's my daddy, folks. Still your folks. 
All right, uh, verse number 11. The nakedness of your father's wife, daughter. It's your father's wife, daughter. Begotten of your father, she is your sister. Thou shalt not uncover her nakedness. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of your father's sister. She is your father's near kinswoman. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy mother's sister. She is your mother nearest kin. See, that's your aunt. You shouldn't try to mess with your own aunt. But see, this is why we as people don't know because nobody never show them. That's why I'm saying I'm leaving you to read Ephesians, I mean, this chapter. All right? Now, I'm going to go down. I'm going to go down. I'm not, let's read verse number 14. If I don't get nothing else done, maybe I need to get this. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of your father's brother. Thou shalt not approach to his wife, she is your aunt. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of your daughter-in-law. She is your son's wife. Thou shalt not uncover. See, he's telling you, you don't probably mess with your son's wife. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of your brother's wife. That is your brother's nakedness. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of a woman and her daughter. Hello. I mean, you, you are not to go with a woman and then turn around and go with a daughter. See, people don't know when to call the cops. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of a woman or the, of a daughter, neither shall thou take her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter to uncover her nakedness, for they are your nearest kins, kinsfolk, kinswomen. It is wickedness. That's wickedness. Neither shall thou take a wife to her sister. If you marry, my wife got two sisters. How can I have my wife and then turn around and something happen if I go now and marry one of the sisters? Well, I got a brother over here like not so, Lord. That's one of my brother-in-law. See, that's what you got to understand. You can't marry a sister and then turn around and try to talk to another, her sister too. That's wickedness. All right. And verse number 18, right? Neither shall thou take a wife to her sister to vex her, to uncover her nakedness beside the other in her lifetime. Not even in her lifetime. It doesn't make any difference. Also thou shalt not approach to a woman to uncover her nakedness as long as she is put apart from her uncleanliness. If a woman is on a period, don't mess with her. I have to spell it out. Okay. Moreover, thou shalt not lie carnally with your neighbor's wife. You don't supposed to be messing around with your neighbor's wife. Thou shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire. Molech. Remember this Molech thing here. Neither shalt thou profane the name of the Lord thy God. Remember, that's what they did. Verse 22. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with a woman. See, the Bible told you that. You don't supposed to go with a man and a man as a woman. It's an abomination to God. So you tell people what the word says. Neither shall thy lie with any beast to defile yourself therewith. You don't have any business messing around with animals. Neither shall thy 
Any woman stand before a beast to lie down to the beast. Just because you got an animal, you don't want to go with your animal. That's wickedness. That's confusion. Praise God. <laughs> Defy you not yourselves in any of these things. For in all these nations, for in all these nations are defiled which I cast out before you. This is why God cast them out of Canaan and put Israel in there. This kind of stuff. And when you live that way, that's what God will do in your life. He'll move you and give what you have to somebody else. The Bible said, and the land is defiled, therefore I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it, and the land itself vomit you out her inheritance. That's why Israel was put out of Canaan, and that's why she was put in the Babylon. Right there. All right, now I gave you something else. Leviticus chapter 20. And verse 11. I wonder what you get there. You ought to know by now. And the man that lied with his father's wife has uncovered his father's nakedness. Well, who is his father's nakedness? See, some of y'all just didn't get it. You just don't get it. The man went with his, his daddy's wife. You don't get it. I told you already who the wickedness, who, who the father's nakedness is. The woman, his wife, is his nakedness. So if a man that lied with his father's wife has uncovered his father's nakedness, who is his father's nakedness? His wife. It's not hard. The man went with his father's wife. Both of them shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be up on them. Now it's a different if he raped her but if, if they volunteer, they're out of there. That's how it was in the law. The law didn't pay no mess. Let me go back and show you one more. Go back to Leviticus chapter 17. That's why I want you to read this. And verse 7, that's why I started. The nakedness of your father. So you put verse 7 together with chapter 20 and verse 11. This is what you will get the answer. Okay. Verse 7, I'm waiting on Leviticus 19, I'm sorry, 18, 7. Leviticus chapter 18, verse 7. The nakedness of your father or the nakedness of your mother shall not uncover. She is your mother. Thou shall not uncover her nakedness. Verse 8, here we go. The nakedness of your father's wife. Thou shall not uncover. It is your father's nakedness. I said, who is your father's nakedness? Everybody ought to know now. Let's go to chapter 20 again and verse 11. So when he uncovered his father's nakedness, what did he do? He slept with his father's wife. Somebody write it down. Chapter 20, Leviticus 20 and verse 11. The man that lied with his father's wife had uncovered his father's nakedness. Is that plain and clipper? You didn't hear me. Is that plain and clipping? I didn't say simple, just plain and clipping something, man. Whew. All right. Now, you see what the woman did. Now, that was the first person I gave you. Now, what the second person? 
Thank you so very much. Now give me the scripture. Go, thank you. Go to Genesis chapter 16. Now you all need to write, write these things down. You was right here when I taught it and still be like, I don't, what did he say? But that's what we're talking about, a man. What, what was he talking about? I couldn't understand nothing he's talking Genesis, God, God saved her soul from hell, or him, whoever it is. All right, Genesis chapter 16 and verse 1. Every one of these women, you're going to see the same thing. Genesis 16 and 1. Now Sarah, Abraham's wife, bare him no children, and she had an, she had an, husband, an handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. Now remember I told you in Genesis chapter 4, Hagar's in abundance with her children. I gave you that last week. J Jerusalem, which is in abundance to her children. We read Galatians chapter 4, start verse 21, you'll get to that. All right, but here, and Sarah said to Abraham, Behold, now the Lord has restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go into my handmaid. It may be that I may obtain, I, here we go again, I may obtain children by her. Remember the first woman, Genesis 4 and 1, I have gotten a man from the Lord. You ain't got no man from the Lord. You got a man yourself going to blame the Lord. Abraham did what? Hearken to the voice of Sarah. What happened in Genesis chapter number? Let's go back and show you. 3, 317. This is what happened to this man. Genesis 317. Abraham hearkened to the voice of his wife, the woman. Same spirit. And you got to be able to discern that spirit. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 17. And unto Adam he says, Because thou hast hearkened, Genesis, first book of the Bible, chapter 3, verse 17. Genesis chapter 3, verse 17. Because thou hast hearkened to the voice of thy wife, and has eaten of the tree which I commanded thee not, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Curse is the ground for your sake, and sorrow thou shalt eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face shall you eat bread till you return to the ground. Out of it was thou taken, dust thou art, dust thou shalt return. And Adam called the name of his wife Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Unto Adam and also to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. In Genesis chapter 16, the same thing happened to this man. He said to Abraham, because you have hearkened to the voice of your wife Sarah, same spirit, that I may obtain children of her. And Sarah, Abraham's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian woman, had dwelt in 10 years in the land of Canaan and gave her to her husband Abraham to be his wife. Gave him. So you got to understand something. She's not his wife no more. And he went into Hagar and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, when she saw she had conceived, her mistress was displeased in her eyes, or despised, I'm sorry, in her eyes. Sarah said to Abraham, my wrong be upon you. I have given my maid into your bosom. And when she saw 
that this other woman had conceived, I will despise in my eyes the Lord judge between me and you. You right. Give me the next woman. I'm done with that one. Genesis chapter what? No, I couldn't. Say. No, I can't. I can't be that. I hear you over here. Genesis chapter 25. Nah, that's it. 35. Thank you. Genesis chapter 35, verse 22. Now, this is Jacob. He had a son named Reuben. You can imagine what's getting ready to happen here. It came to pass when Israel dwelt in the land that Reuben went and laid with Bilhah. You see the same thing from Adam, Abraham, here. The same thing is going to happen. That's why she was called a whore. And it came to pass when Israel dwelt in the land that Reuben went and lay with Bilhah, his father's concubine. And Israel heard it. Now the sons of Jacob were 12. All right, we going next to Chronicles, right? Let's... Right, First Chronicles 5, 1 and 2, then we'll come back to Genesis. Let's do Genesis 49 and 4 while we're here in Genesis. Then we go to First Chronicles. Genesis 49 and 4. Now here's time for him to get the blessings. Watch what his father's going to say. Because his father won't pass them out. Genesis... <laughs> now you're going to know why, what happened to them in the last days. Watch this, Genesis 49, 1. So you got to understand, if you read the Bible, you understand, people still trying to make what they, people are there right now, the last days. The last days of what? There's no last days of grace. Genesis 49 and 1. And Jacob called unto his son and said, gather yourself together that I may tell you what shall befall you, watch this, in the last days. This is what happened to them the last day 2,000 years ago. You got a record in the book of Revelation, but nobody want to believe John on the island of Patmos. Listen, if you don't believe John, you don't believe the Holy Ghost. Because it was written by the Holy Spirit. Then you don't believe the Apostle Paul because his ministry was written by the Holy Ghost. Please answer that phone. I can hear it ringing up here. All right. Verse 2. He says, gather yourself together and I will tell you what's going to be in the last days. You want to put down Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 30. Because that was spoken also by Moses to tell Israel what's going to happen to him in the last days. All right, let's move on. Gather yourself together and hear you sons of Jacob. Hearken to Israel, your father. Reuben. You are my firstborn. You are my might. You are the beginning of my strength. You are the excellency of the dignity and the excellency of power. You are unstable as water. This is the father talking to his sons. Thou shalt not excel because you went up to my father's bed. Guess who he slept with? Some of us ought to know now it's the father's wife, right? 
it. Y'all are so slow catching on. I'm not worried about this church messing up. Y'all don't even know what messing up is. All right. This man was unstable as water. That you are not going to excel because you went up to your father's bed. Couch, whatever they call it. Then you defiled it. You went up to my couch. Y'all do know what he did by now, right? Thank you, Jesus. Will somebody give me the next one? All right, I'm done with Jacob. Who I got next? I gave them all to y'all, right? Y'all forgot them? Somebody, one person, give me a name of the person, give me a scripture. First Chronicles. And I'm going to what? All right. First Chronicles chapter 5. Verse 1 and 2, just two verses. See, the book of Chronicles is a record of all the kings. That's all it is, the book of record. That's why before that you have the kings. The Chronicles is a record of the kings. All right. Now the sons of Reuben. Can't you see it's a record all the way back? Matter of fact, it's a record of Genesis. It's the record book. So if you want to go anything in the records all the way back to Genesis, you go to the Chronicles. This is a record book. Now the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, he was the firstborn, but for as much as he, he defiled his father's bed. Who did he defile? His father's bed. He slept with it. He slept with his father's wife. All right. Now watch what happened. Since he slept with his father's wife, that was back in Genesis 35, 22. Watch what happened. His birthright was given to the sons of Joseph. That's why Joseph got two birthrights. Two birthrights. Joseph did. We'll talk about that later. Uh, that was back in Genesis 27, 26 through 29. Joseph got both. I'm saying this for the tape. Say Genesis 27. Verse 26 through 29. Joseph got both. And the genealogy is not to be reckoned after the birthright. So that's why you got Joseph with the, with the two. He got both. Judah prevailed above his brethren, and of him came the chief ruler, but the birthright was Joseph. That's why Joseph got the birthright. All right, we'll get to the birthright stuff a little later. All right, am I done? All right. Would somebody just stand up and just say, who is it? Romans chapter 7. Thank you. That's the last one. I know I gave another one. Thank God somebody listening. Romans chapter 7. I can't believe I give all these scriptures and nobody write nothing down. Romans chapter 7. Thank God I got some, some smart, wise, some wise folks up in here. Romans chapter 7. Now, Romans chapter 7, I gave you last week because it's easy to see that Paul is going to tell Israel this. Thank you very much. Whatever you hit, don't hit no more. No, you're not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law has dominion over a man as long as he liveth. So what is Christ going to set them free from? The law, right? They're going to have to divorce the law, right? 
For the woman which has a husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if her husband be dead, she's loose from the law of her husband. See, you have a law of your husband. When you get married, that's a law of your husband. It's not the Ten Commandments, but you enter into a covenant with, with the man you married. Once that man died, you are loose from that law. Okay, no, don't, nobody can you, bound you no more. Once he died, the funeral is over. I mean, at least give the man a chance to get in the ground, but <laughs> all, the, all the woman, you know, before you say, oh, I'm free, you know. So if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she can be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law so that she is no adulteress, but she is married to another man. Wherefore, my brethren, you also become dead to the law by the body of Christ. See, once you became in the body of Christ, at the cross, God put you in the body of Christ. What did he do? He freed you from the law. All right, now let's show you one more and I'm done. I got, I got to get to some stuff here, man. Uh, let's go to one thing and let's go to, to uh, Joshua. You can look at this later. I'm just going to, first chapter of Joshua. You're going to see this actually before Joshua uh, can take the woman or take over the woman. God's going to have to tell him something. Because now the woman has been given to Joshua. I see, I never dealt with Joshua yet. Uh, but Genesis chapter, I'm sorry, Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. So you got to understand what had to happen. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. Now after the death of Moses, remember Moses was one of Israel's husbands. Do anybody, did anybody hear what I just said? I mean, I went through it, didn't I? Moses was one of Israel's husbands. I never got, we never did Moses yet. I gave y'all Moses, nobody gave me no scriptures. I didn't give y'all no scripture for Moses. I just went through that in Romans. That's what Romans chapter 7 was. That's why he says the law, another name for the law was Moses. But I'm going to give it to you here so I know I gave it to you. Moses was one of, one of those five husbands. Remember you had five husbands? Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it was, came to pass that the Lord spake to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Why could they go over into the promised land? It's a type of why could they be now in Christ, Romans chapter 7. Why? Because now Moses was dead. They could not go over until Moses died. That's why Moses went up into the mountain and died. And they wait and mourn for him before they will go over. But now God will come to him and say, Moses, my servant, now is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan. Now how long was it? I know I'm asking a question that you don't know, but I want you to find out. How long be, was Moses dead before Joshua go over? That's your homework. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. Let me, ask, let me tell you, how, if I go to the book of Joshua, it'll tell you how many days before they can cross over. 
Every place to show your foot shall tread upon have I given you, as I said to Moses. All right, but he could not go over. So if you read a few chapters of Joshua, he told them after a certain day, we were crossing over. Are you telling me Joshua chapter? Deuteronomy chapter 30, 34 and verse 8. You and Joshua go forward. It's in Joshua also, but do the one, let's do the one in, in the Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse 8. You and I'll read it to them. Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse 8. And we know that's the last chapter in, in uh, this chapter 34. Uh, in verse number 8, Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse 8. We're going to wait till the camera gets there. The camera already there. Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse 8. And the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab. How many days? Now mark that in your Bible. 30 days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. They mourned for 30 days. Some of them did anyway. Some of them were probably playing cards. But I mean, they were worshiping the idols, so you don't tell them what they were doing. All right. Now, I'm going to give you these because I, I don't have them more than three or four minutes ago, but I'm going to give them to you. Uh, I'm going to give you Acts chapter 3, verse 19 through 26. This, now I'm a, I got to give you the first one first. Acts 2, 22 through 24, forgive me. We're not going for this. I'm going to give you everything else, but I'm not going to nothing else anymore today. Acts chapter 2, verse 22 through 24, and verse 36 through verse 39. Israel crucified the Lord Jesus Christ, but they would not repent. That's Acts chapter 2, verse 22 through 24, verse 36 through 39. They crucified Jesus, yet they would not repent. That's, see, they, they preached that to them. You have crucified the wrong man, but they wouldn't repent. Acts chapter 3, verse, verse 19 through verse 26. Still, the woman would not repent. That was Acts chapter number 3, verse 19 through 26. That would go to Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15 through 19. Moses told them that God's going to send them a prophet like unto me. Him shall you hear, and if you don't re receive him or you rebel against him, you will pay for it with your life. Yet the woman would not repent. Paul preached in the book of Hebrews to the woman. The woman would not repent. Acts chapter 7, for 60 verses, from 1 to 60, Stephen preached the whole Old Testament about Israel. The woman wouldn't repent. She stoned him to death. Bad woman. So you better make sure you don't have... You can tell me what I do. So we saw, we see, he preached from Abraham. This is what Stephen did. He, if you, you read Acts chapter 7. He preached from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob, the whole tribes of Israel. They sold Joseph into Egypt. All this is what he preached to them and told them. You still y'all sold Joseph into Egypt. God raised up Moses. Moses brought them into, out of Egypt into the promised land. They worship a golden calf. 
Moses went to the mountain, came back. They had another God already, already made up. They worshiped Molech, Rephraim. They went to Babylon for 70 years to pay for it. When they got out, they never changed. Acts chapter 7, verse 51 and 52. They broke God's law. And now they resisted the Holy Ghost. Acts 7, 51 and 53. And when that Stephen told him that you always do resist the Holy Ghost, they killed him, stoned him to death in a hole, covered him up with stones. John the Baptist came in the wilderness preaching to them. They would not repent. Revelation chapter 2, verse 5. They would not repent. Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. God told them to be faithful, repent. They would not repent. Revelation 2, 17. I'm sorry, Revelation 2, 16. I gave you 2, 10. First I gave 2, 5, 2, 10, 2, 16. Revelation 2, 25. He told them to hold fast till I come. Hold fast, Revelation 3 and 3. Revelation 3, 11, repent. They would not repent. He told them, I come quickly, repent. They wouldn't repent. Revelation chapter 3, verse 19 and 20, he told them he's going to come for them to repent, that I don't come take your candlestick. They wouldn't repent. Then he told them in Revelation chapter 3, verse 19 and 20, it's too late now, I stand at the door. Revelation chapter 5, verse 1 through 10. Jesus walked and took the book out of the Father's hand, out of the angel's hand, and sat up on the throne. Now it's over. Next week I'm going to connect here, and I'm going to show you in, Reve in Revelation chapter 6. Well, it go to that and show you one verse. This is where I'm going to start next week. What happened to the woman? See, people still think it's going to happen. No, no, this ain't going to happen, brother. Revelation chapter 6, verse 1. Jesus took that book sealed with the seven seals out of the hands of the, uh, uh, and set up on the throne. Revelation chapter 6, verse 1. And I saw when the Lamb opened, opened one of the seals, See, now this judgment now. Once he opened the seal, judgment. Nobody can close them. And I saw the lamb open one of the seals, and I heard it was the noise of thunder. And, and one of the four beasts cried, saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went forth to conquer and to conquer. Once he opened that seal, I'm going to show you next week that the wrath, the wrath of God has begun. Go down to verse 16. 16 and 17, I'm done for today. See, you, you following folk telling you this is going to happen, you should run. Verse 16. These people said to the mountain, we in... Uh, they told the rocks to fall on them, mountains. 
And he said to the mountain, in verse number 16, in the rock, fall on us, hide us from the face of the land. You waiting on him to return? Do you see what you're going to get? That's why I keep telling you, I'm the best friend you got. And he said to the mountain, the rock, fall on us, hide us from the face of him that sit on the throne. And from the wrath, that's what I'm going to talk about next week, from the wrath of the Lamb. The wrath of the Lamb. You pray that God let me talk about it next week. It's not in your future. The wrath of the Lamb has passed. My time is up. I thank you for yours. And I'm going to show you the wrath of the Lamb. The wrath of the Lamb is going to wipe the rest of them out. It's over for the woman. She's going to turn herself in and go on and get married. What the Lord wanted her to do all along is stop all that foolishness and repent. He's going to get married. That's why you see at the last of the chapter, John said, I saw the Lamb's wife. Out of all of that, boy, she finally got changed and got herself married. All right, but it was a lot of them lost. There wasn't but 144,000 out of all them tribes and nations of Israel. They were lost. First Corinthians chapter 15, stand up on your feet. I hope you enjoyed the word. Can you put your hands together and get a lot of great big hands for, for the word? And I pray you don't go out there following nobody, talking about no rapture, no church. First Corinthians chapter 15. The church's been taken out. That's why you're going to have a marriage in the book of Revelation. All right. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received, and where you stand, by which also you are saved. If you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you believe in vain, I deliver you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture, and that he was buried, and that God raised him from the dead the third day, according to the scripture. This is how you were saved, by believing on Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. This woman would not do it. She would not do it. She has not done it yet. That's why they were all taken out. What you see over here now is not the woman. And see, this is what deceived folks. They still think this is going on. No, I'm going to show you the conclusion next week that the, the whore is coming down. You're going to see the whole Bible. It's going to tell you Babylon is falling, it's falling. That's the whore. It's not what they do over here. It's not the United States went over there. Some country got together and made them a nation. Listen, that's not the Bible. Don't get to see. My time is already gone. You out there? My time is already gone. The door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.